So, last time on Check, Please, the party had had an interesting day at Soul's Estate. That's a mild way to put it, I think. There was an incident where... There, no, there wasn't. There was no incident. Okay. Something about Everything a bee. according to plan. And then a window. Yeah, yeah, a bee just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. Nobody knows why or how, yeah, and yeah. it clearly wasn't because of anything. Mm-hmm. And it all ended with a halfling yelling at the matron of the house over dinner. That did happen. <laughs> that happened, yeah. <laughs> she deserved it. I'm sorry, what? She deserved it. How dare you talk about my mother that way? You're smack-talking my mom. That's because she was smack-talking you. I messed up. Doesn't matter. Oh, oh, yes, it does. That would not sound like smack talk to me. In fact, she smack talked you more. She was playing the good cop, bad cop routine, but she had more faith in soul than I would have expected. Fair enough. Now, that's not to say that, that the Marcus did not deserve what he essentially got silenced mm-hmm. mid, mid rant. Mm-hmm. And then did, vanished. And then vanished. String of obscenities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we begin. With the party concluding their dinner and going to the music room. <laughs> oh, God. So, you're all ushered out of the area, taken to a cozy room that is filled with different musical instruments. Prominently displayed on the wall is the holy symbol of Symphonia, and there are musical instruments scattered about the area. There's also comfortable seating and chairs and couches and chaise lounges and things of that nature. It's a, it's a very... There's a grand piano, by the way. Right, no. This is a music room of a very rich family. That's sexy. And the party is led into there by the servants, and the family themselves take spots around the room and either sit or lounge or lean in various places to try to fill the space up, just sort of spreading out. Okay. Everyone has a grand (laughs) piano. Ours plays itself. (laughs) Everyone's seated currently, right? Yeah, or leaning or lounging. Okay. Where's everyone sitting? Because I want to know what, what the party's arrangements are, too. I feel like Bear would be closer to the door, just standing. Well, that's going to try and sit down before anyone else so that she doesn't have to make the judgment call of who she's sitting nearby. Okay. Just sit up towards the front. Cause gotcha. Soul's performance. Okay. And Marcus, where are you sitting? Front and center. He wants to get as much enjoyment as possible. Cool. It's more centralized. Okay. That's fine. Gro kind of also stays near the door, so Gro ends up being kind of close to Vera. It ends up with Marcus ends up sitting somewhat close to Solicity, and <laughs> Osteris comes right over and sits down to Levette. I'm blushing. <laughs> Ew. So I'm going to just do the liar, but I'm going to sing with it, so i got to do two rolls, technically. You got it. So for my strings, that's a 31, and for my sing, that's a 32. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, Soul starts off with a strong performance, and everybody is filled with a sense of ease and calmness after the rather rough meal you just had. Does anyone want to do anything or speak during this, or just sit quietly and listen? It's dancing lights time, too, by the way. Well, Vera would remain to be silent through this, just like with dinner. They aren't exactly feeling up to talking to people right now. Mm. Make a perception check, Vera. All of us? Just Vera. Oh, Vera. That is a 24. You said you were near the door, right? Yep. Let's say you're, like, leaning, and you're on the left side of the door, leaning against the wall. 
Leaning against the right side of the door is Gro, and he looks like he has the exact same expression that you have on his face. <laughs> Interesting. Is there anything else I can tell from it, like, with a sense motive? Yeah, go ahead. Nope. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't an eight. Total. I'm sorry, you can't really read anything past his general facial expression there. That's all right. What's wrong with my boy? Oh, I, I have a few guesses. Oh, uh, one, he's an elf. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Vera. That's some bad news. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> so beyond that, Solicity, when you're done playing your first song, Solicity will chime up and say that it's good to see that your education, though it wasn't in the field that it was supposed to be in, was at least not a waste. Thank you. It's like an awkward smile where at first they genuinely look like they've been complimented. Like it's, it's, it's like, oh, thank you. And then it's like a an awkwardness where it's like, I'm afraid to be okay currently. <laughs> I, Lovett does applaud very enthusiastically after uh, each song, too. When you start applauding, uh, Osteris will applaud as well and say, hear, hear. God damn it, Dad. <laughs> what? Dad, you've seen me perform a million times. That doesn't make it any less special. Daddy. Besides, you have company over. Daddy. It's alright to ham things up a bit. Mm, he stands up and he walks over and he sits down at the piano. D- D- Dad, what are you doing? I'm going to accompany you on your next performance. Okay. Sol looks even more nervous. He like runs his fingers over the keys and just throws out a pretty reasonable riff down from one end to the other <sighs> of notes. Showing that he is quite capable of playing a piano. Fine. You're gonna show off. I can too. He shrugs. Isn't showing off. Mm-hmm. So, like, looks nervously at their mom and straightens up. For the first time, pretty much this whole evening, your mother has the faintest smile on her face. Seeing the banter between you and your father. I still straighten up. Well, fine. If you're going to do so, shall we? He nods, cracks his knuckles. And waits for you to begin. Okay. I'm going to sing and dance on this one, okay? Sure, sure. Alright, that's a 33 for the sing. And a 33 for the dance! Alright. What sort of song and dance would you like to perform? I'd like to think this is actually a more traditional thing than that soul and their father probably did. Okay, so something... When they were really little. So something elven in nature. Yeah. Okay. It's probably a song that they practiced as a small child. And of course, when you're little, you're kind of pitchy. So this is going to sound so much better. Yeah. But between probably Grow, their father, and their mom, this is like a bit more close to home for yeah. music. Okay. Let me roll the keyboards for your father. Fuck daddy, yeah. please. Oh, no. You crushed it. <laughs> Yay. Good <laughs> job, Daddy. You got a 26. Nice. I'm still better. He's not a bard. What <laughs> the fuck do you want? I need him to step the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Sol performs a song and dance number in traditional Elven style. The song, therefore, is in Elven. But anyway, it's a wonderful thing, and by the end of the song, your mom actually has a genuine smile when she sees her family performing so well. <laughs> she applauds as well. Sol uh, just looks embarrassed, but doesn't say much. They kind of look at their feet and scuffle it, and then they curtsy. They fucking curtsy. Mm-hmm. Is Gro applauding? Gro is not applauding. What the fuck? That is Vera. My boy! 
That's because Vera is like, yeah, the soul normally crushes it. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's fine Marcus. if Vera doesn't applaud. Why isn't Marcus. my husband applauding me? <laughs> Do I notice this? Probably. Okay. Are, are you focusing on grow over your mom? Is really, I guess, the question. No. That's my question. If I'm more focused on my mom, would I have noticed Grow at all? Probably not. Because like yeah, I said, okay. he's staying in the back of the room by the door. He is a player. Hmm. All right. So if anyone has anything they would like to do or any particular activity or action they'd like to take during this music room scene, please let me know. Otherwise, I'll move things forward. Okay. So in that case, the performances go on for a little while, maybe another 30 minutes or so, until eventually Solicity will you know, stand up and thank everyone for attending and wish them all a good night and her and her husband will depart the room leaving just party and grow in the area and of course i already forgot about fucking karis oh well <laughs> she was there too guys she was yeah i forget sometimes <laughs> Fuck. please don't kill me in my sleep i just marry and karis god damn it so anyway, Karis was there as well, and she was applauding with everyone else. She was actually very into the music. She's trying to be a good house guest, mostly because she's ashamed of her actions yeah. earlier in the day. Yeah. Anyway, the evening winds down. Your parents leave the room, leaving the party plus Grow in there. Does anyone else have anything to say at this point? So like I said, Vera is still just is just kind of waiting to get out of the way from everyone else. Okay. Well, it, it seems that like the social pressure is off at this point, since the mistress of the household is gone. You're free to speak openly at this point. So if you want to get the fuck out, you're welcome to. You can. Well, you guys like, checking are over welcome. her shoulder to see if Vera's there, but trying not to look like she's checking over her shoulder. Mm -hmm. You guys are all welcome to go to your rooms, if that's what you wish for the evening. I don't want you exploring the house tonight. And Sol glances over at Levette and Karis and Marcus at this point. They don't even glance at Vera. They're like, I know what she'll do. She's fine. Karis. Well, after you say that, Vera will leave the room. Oh. Karis looks ashamed. Mm -hmm. Levette does too. Gets up and trudges out of the room, mumbling goodnight. Mm -hmm. Good night, Karis. Sleep tight. She nods as she walks out. How are the halls looking? Well lit, clean, <clears throat> broad. After a giant bee kind of rampage through one of them. Nope. It's completely cleaned up at this point. Okay. Uh, everything has been put back to how it should be. Even the stained glass window looks like it's been magically repaired already. The doors are on their hinges? Correct. They work fast. I'd like to open up the doors. Okay. Is anyone in there? In the bathroom? Yeah. No. Alright, Vera will go in there. Okay. You walk into the spa bathroom area. As you saw it before, there's like a tub that has... Very nice warm water that you can draw into it, as well as a button that will make it rain in the center of the room. All right. I think Vera's going to take a bath, since there's no one there. Okay. Especially since that's apparently the reason why this whole thing happened to begin with. I think it was just people being rude, but either way. <laughs> this is what Vera is kind of just thinking mm -hmm. from it. That's fine. All right. In that case, you will take a bath in that room. What's everyone else doing? Marcus is going to wait in the room until everyone leaves. Well, I was going to try and gauge to see if anyone else is going to wait until everyone leaves, and if that was the case, then leave. She waits a little bit, and when Marcus doesn't move, she kind of slumps off the chair and trudges out really grimly. Good night, Levette. Good night, son. I'm sorry. We'll talk about this tomorrow, okay? Okay. Okay. I hope you have a really 
wonderful sleep. I won't. But thanks. Okay. Then <laughs> so, so looks like they don't really care. Marcus is going to fish in his pocket and make sure he has the walnut with him. You do. I'm guessing it's just myself and Soul in the room right now. Right? And grow. And grow. And grow. Soul. Marcus. Do you remember the thing that I wanted to do? Yes. That I asked you for on the ship? Did you lose it? Did it burn in the lava? No, it's it's right here. Okay. What of it? Seeing as we don't have too much time left. Soul looks uh, away. I need either you to guide me to somewhere where I can plant this or tell me where to go because I need to go talk. Okay. Soul turns to grow. Would you mind getting my parents to that one room? I'll be there soon, okay? He nods, understanding what you mean, and leaves the room. Soul leads Marcus out into the backyard, pretty much. The garden area. Okay. You go out into the backyard garden area. It is night. The stars are out, as they almost always are here. And you hear tree frogs. (sighs) Soul at first was going to lead Marcus, but they take a second to just enjoy the noise. They look at Marcus and like, I'm going to take you to a corner of the garden so that the tree doesn't disrupt what's happening in here. Okay? That's perfectly fine. All right. And I take him kind of off so that when a tree grows, it's not going to mess up my mom's feng shui or whatever. All right, Marcus. This is a good spot. Do you need anything else from me? No. Okay. Soul still looks guilty. Just... Make sure to ask for another walnut when you're done talking. And Soul kind of kneels down and hugs Marcus. I'm sorry. The hand we're dealt. I just, I don't want them to do this. I really don't. But if I don't, I condemn someone else to death before their time. As long as it's what you want. It's not what I want, but it is what is right. Then what do you want, Marcus? I want to live, but I'm not going to live at the expense of another's death. And that's just the way it is. You already know my opinion on that, but I won't question it. Just take your time, but make sure to go to bed after you're done talking, okay? Please, please don't do what everyone else did today. Please, 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 please. I promise your doors will be intact. You have to promise me the whole thing. I promise I won't break your doors, and I promise... Just go to bed. Just tell me you're going to go to bed after this. That's all I ask. You're going to go in your room, and you're going to sleep, and... When you wake up in the morning, you're going to wait until I come to your door, and then you can leave it. Okay? Just please promise me that. Please, please, please. Please, Marcus, for me. Beardy, I'd like to do a bluff check. Go ahead. <gasps> oh! Okay. Just in okay. case. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a 19. Give me a sense motive, please. Oh, you bet your bottom dollar this is going to suck. Did oh I just my add 20? Alright, so, Soul nat 20s and gets a 26 sense motive. You can tell Marcus is telling you a lie. Marcus, what are you doing? I want to go get some pancakes. Where? In the kitchen. If the kitchen's closed, wherever I can find some pancakes. No. You know you're no fun, right? Soul looks really hurt by that comment. No fun. Marcus gives a hug. Marcus, enough bad stuff happened today. I have given you a nice place to sleep and rest, and have endangered my ability to travel with you guys because of it. Don't mess this up for me. I want to still fix what I've done wrong. There are still people I have to take care of after you're gone. Hopefully someone will replace me. No one could replace you, Marcus. Please don't talk like that. Well, I'm hoping that you're able to revive Moira. 
Soul looks away irritated. Yeah, it'll be so great. I'm sure it'll go swimmingly. Sorry, I shouldn't talk like that. No matter what, it's been a fun ride. I'll see you in the morning, Marcus. Okay? Damn right you will. Sweet dreams. And so I'll kiss Marcus on the forehead bandaged area. And if I find out that you didn't go to bed after this, I will come after you and I will make your last day worse. Just so you know. And so walks away. Okay. All right. Soul leaves the area. Marcus, I'm going to drop you into a private chat. All right. All right. So Marcus will watch Soul leave. Very longingly, keeping his feelings to himself because he knew if he did what he wanted to do, it would break their heart. What What were you wanting to do? One, what didn't want them to go. Marcus desperately wanted to take that kiss on the head and pull it down into a long, passionate kiss. Ah, sadly, the moment was gone. But it was the right thing to do. Okay. So he finds. A nice little patch of dirt mm-hmm. and puts the walnut in the ground. And hope this Hail Mary, I guess, will be in finding out if Corona can connect him to Eden and see if Eden can provide. Alright. You slide the walnut into the earth and it no more than disappears under the ground than a sapling sprouts forth and very quickly grows to a tree that is far taller than you. A face sort of appears in the tree and blinks a few times and takes a look at you. Ah, well, you have need of me? I hope. He sounds like he just woke up. I'm so sorry for this late a time. (laughs) Late a time. That hardly means anything to me anymore. Unfortunately, it's my twilight if you can't help me. I see. So, where are your friends? Oh, they're off meandering about getting ready for their own bed rituals and... Soul, I believe, is off going to talk with Ro and, and their mother and father. I don't know how much you know about me, about what I am, about all that we've done since we last saw you, but I have a very limited amount of time left. And in my existence, I did something that I didn't know nor wanted, but want to fix. And what little time I do have, I'm going to try to set it right. What I would like to do is not die in the process, nor die a short time afterwards. Are you aware of what a lost soul is? He nods. Rather, the face on the tree will nod. <laughs> I was created for what purpose I do not know, but I refuse to consume any souls to lengthen my own existence. And I'm able to utilize the gifts of Eden. I'm able to fleetingly get the feeling that Eden is there. There was a time where Eden was almost present, but they're so far away. And I was wondering, being a conduit, would you be able to help me to talk to Eden to see if I'm doing what's right and her grace can save? I can intercede on your behalf. and I can deliver this message. The answer... The face sort of casts its eyes down to the ground. I doubt it will be what you like. Eden believes in the natural order of things, in the life cycle. Extending life is a rare gift. Bringing it back from the dead is even rarer. And creating life where none exists, that breaks the cycle entirely. I will do as you say. Perhaps Eden 
will show mercy, but I cannot guarantee it. Marcus uh, takes a moment. I will wait here, or will it take longer? I have a very, very short amount of time. I have no more of these walnuts to speak with you. Is it possible that I can speak to them? That is impossible. But she hears you. She hears all of us. Anything spoken within the natural world is part of her domain. And her answers are not always clear, but she will answer. She's been very quiet recently. These are dark times. I have a feeling that there will be a contest soon. The winner of which may determine the fate of quite a lot. You should count yourself proud for what you have done. You have served the balance. Marcus thanks Granny and kneels down to pray, hoping for a good answer, or at least an answer. As you're praying, the tree will continue to grow until a single walnut grows on it and drops from a bough, landing on the ground in front of you, and the tree turns to ashes, leaving nothing behind. Not even ashes, it really just turns into smoke, I should say, and blows away in the wind, leaving a walnut on the ground in front of you. Marcus looks at the walnut and just takes it in his hand and just continues to pray. Alright. Give me a wisdom check, please. Wisdom. Plus four wisdom. That is a two. Alright. You pray, and much as it's been on the same few nights, you finish your prayers and feel the same. Well, there's always two. That's true. Alright. Ready to pop back up? Yeah. He's actually just going to stay in the nature of the garden. Okay. He's not going to go inside. Gotcha. All right, let's hop up. Sweet. That was Alrighty. a long-ass conversation. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Is anyone else doing anything this evening? Question for you, Beardy. Absolutely. So, when Vera was trying to pick up her hood as the yes. bee, and Wilfred said, you're stronger than this, what did that imply? That's up to you. You gotta read into that shit yourself, man. Okay. I can't... <laughs> that is called subtext. Well, normally what Vera would do is leave her hood on, that, but I think Vera's going to try and keep it off for now and just try to resist having a panic attack. So goddamn proud. Try <laughs> <laughs> roll a will save, see if I can. I, I mean, if you want, handle it. it's entirely up to yeah. you. This is all self imposed. 15. It's what 15. Do you think that That's pretty good. Like, your will, really, really good. So I think that for me would be concentrated, heavy breathing, just like, okay, okay, fine. Just trying to calm herself down. Mm -hmm. And that, that's it. Alright. So you, you finish your bath, and then you, rather than putting all your clothes back on, you put on everything but the hood? Oh, uh, no, that was during the bath. During the bath, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think Vera's going to try and work her way up to potentially keeping it off more often. Mm -hmm. Does she wash her hair for like probably the first time in years? She'd She's be able to taken do a bath before during her journey. Yeah, just she, away yeah. from everyone. She wears the hood unless she's washing her hair, basically. Or, oh, like, okay. cutting her hair. Okay. Yep. So, so after that, then Vera would head back to her room. Awesome. All right. Lovette? Lovette is going to, hopefully after that point, slump over to Vera's room and knock on the door. Now, can I speak with you for a minute? Vera will slowly open the door. What do you want? And Vera will have her gaze not really looking at Lovette. There isn't anger, though, or anything. I'm... You probably don't want me talking about it out here. Vero, open the door. I'll step in. Close the door. I just wanted to apologize for earlier. 
if you need to like get me back or something, I just uh, well like start to take off my coat, set it on the floor. You, no, that's not. But, there's nothing to tell you that you couldn't have known that that would happen. I, I expected some consequences, but I didn't really think it through. I guess. But I do want you to know something else. Um, you seem really upset, but I was pretty glad to see that you are like me. How so? I mean, in the literal sense, you know, with a, a similar bloodline, but also in the sense of being an outcast. Right? And it gets really lonely sometimes. I feel even among us, like, one really understands where I'm coming from, but now I know maybe that's not true. I can agree with you on the outcast part, but when people see you outside of the aisle, they think you're a gnome. If people see me, Without my hood, they know. Maybe that's true, but I'm not really proud of that either. And I, I think for what it's worth, that you deserve to be proud of who you are. I'm not. Even if you come from somewhere else that did not make you proud, I am proud of who you are. I'm at least glad you took it better than I would have expected. I'm not sure what you were expecting, but I'm glad that I didn't disappoint, I guess. Sorry again. Fine. Still, still really angry <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, no. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. (laughs) Just step out of the room real quick. Skitter back off to mine. All right. Cool. And in that case, the evening passes. Everyone sleeps in their various places. And (laughs) honestly, the beds here are super comfortable. Surprise, surprise. Even though some of you are filled with anxiety... Or more anxiety. You actually find yourselves having a nice, restful sleep. So really, mm-hmm. yeah. Let me go ahead and rest the party. How are the floors? Wonderful. Something about this place just sort of feels safe. I guess is the best way to put it. You feel completely safe in this house. Do I have my same recurring dream? <laughs> which which one is that again? Yeah, we haven't really gone into it, but only because it's been the sort of thing where people have been like, okay, good to know. So, well, that didn't really elaborate. Okay. It hasn't come up yet. I think but that you, you probably thing. all have a pleasant dream. Probably no dream, then. Wow, Edgelord. <laughs> okay, fine. DM says you all have a pleasant dream. Player immediately says, I don't dream. It's like, oh, okay, cool. That's fine. You can be edgy if you want. <laughs> Whatever. That's right. fine. Fine. Fuck you. No. <laughs> no, we'll do the other one. We'll do the other one. That's fine. No, that's good. Alright, fine. Don't, everyone dreams. Make life everyone dreams about Lavette. Ew. I don't want to dream about Lavette. No, everyone dreams but Lavette, you weirdos. Uh, I heard about. I heard about. Also, fuck you. <laughs> I'm sleeping with my husband. Wait, that's well, just weird. That kind of wait, it doesn't have to be that kind of dream. Beardy. Yeah, even you. Marcus dreams. Yes, oh. even you, Marcus. Oh. You have a dream. That's so nice. Aww. That's apparently. So the following morning, I'll go ahead and advance time here. It is now the sixth of February. Fuck. There is a knock at Gro's door. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well. Is, is he still sleeping? Yes. Okay, I guess I'll get up and peer out. It's your father. Daddy? Good morning. What? What do you want? 
Well, I wanted to have a, I wanted to meet with your friends and you and have a conversation. Soul raises their eyebrows. What? I'm not allowed to take an interest? Daddy, what kind of interest are we talking about? The helpful kind. Do you need Grow, too? I think he's had a rough night. No, he can sleep. Okay. Soul kind of... Well, um... They're still in their sleeping garment. Um... (sighs) I'll give you a minute, he says. Thank you. Sort of walks away from the door. They dress into the dress they were wearing yesterday because they really don't have any of their girls around, to be honest. They should, but they don't. All right. So the two of you walk to the other side of the house and go to each of the guest rooms, knocking on doors and waking each member of the party up. They get to Levette's room first. Levette, there's a knock at your door. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm an early riser, so I'm probably ready to go already. Well, shit, there you go. All right. Osteris knocks on your door. And inquires as to whether or not you're awake. Oh, um, uh, yes. Do you have a moment? I'd like to have a conversation with you. Oh, okay. What kind of conversation are we talking? Well, think of it as a business arrangement. Okay, I can, I can do that. So I was just looking at their dad, like, what the fuck? <laughs> he just shoots you a smile. Open the door. All right, you open the door and see Soul and Ostera standing there. Well, not good moment. Good morning. Morning, Levette. <clears throat> Good morning, Levette. Did you sleep well last night? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. All right, so Ostris is already going to the next room and knocking on Vera's door. Vera will open it. All right. Good morning. Do you have a moment? I'd like to speak with you and your friends. Fine. And Vera will collect her things. All right. And then he goes to Marcus's room and knocks on the door, and nothing happens. What? There's no answer. So he knocks again. Still no answer. Oh, you are fucking kidding me, says Soul verbally. He looks to the rest of you and goes, is your friend a heavy sleeper? Yes, normally he is. May I be the one to enter the room, Daddy? He gives you a polite bow and steps out of your way. Why, of course. Thank you. And could you contact someone to repair the door in a second? I mean, I would have tried the handle first, but... (laughs) <laughs> so has a foot reared up fine oh no you're tackling <laughs> do I open it? you turn the handle and the door opens with no resistance Marcus you see some of Marcus's personal effects but he is not in the room uh, Mar- oh oh something everyone didn't notice by the way when they got up I guess I now have my glass eye again or crystal oh. eye so, Soul is back to having a false eye. I use detect magic on the room? Not anything out of the ordinary. Okay. He's not here. Are you kidding me? What? What? Oh, I'm gonna kill him. I mean, we are going to kill him. Wow. <laughs> 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 what there is there that's remaining of his possessions? Okay. So the sling staff's sitting there. Yeah, my, my slingshot. Any smaller my, effects? The sword and, you know, my weapons. Yeah. We've got weapons here. Okay. Levette, could you use a message and contact Marcus for me, please? Well, I'll speak in my receiver and point around. Malchus, where have you gone? Hello? Yeah, so without knowing the location of Marcus, so I thought. yeah, it's not really going to fly. Is he not in there? He's not. Is there any of his things on there? Just his weapons. 
Wait, okay, that's, that works. Can I, can I see some? Soul gets out of the room and starts tapping their foot annoyed on the marble floor. And they look at their dad and turned away from the group. They have a really scared face. So I'm going to go ahead and take my dagger and cut a part of that rope on the sling staff. A little segment of it. Can I do that? You want to you wanna break the sling staff? Yeah. Why? Because I, I know what she's it. doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. You break the sling staff. All right. And I'm going to put the little piece of rope in the magic compass. All right. So where's the point? I mean, first off, asshole. Yeah, well. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, asshole? Really? The one who promised to be back in his room at the end of the night? You don't know me. <laughs> oh. It, clearly. <laughs> you literally won't necess- might not need it tomorrow. Exactly. So, who cares? You mind. The sun staff bit in there causes the compass to point to the northwest. Okay, I'm going to follow it. I'm going to it brings me to a wall that I'll just go around the wall and yeah. just try to trace it. So, it eventually leads you to the doors leading out into the garden. We didn't wake up Karis. <laughs> Karis wow. wasn't. Karis is the next room down. You guys were like, oh yeah. shit, Marcus isn't here. Yeah. Aw. Get Karis after Thanks. we get Marcus. Yeah, I'll head out into the garden then. So, we right. walk past Karis's room and. Well, not quite. You didn't get that far yet. So, you go out into the garden and the compass points you guys over past the hedge maze to the westernmost part of the garden where you see a halfling asleep. On the grass. Hey, okay. Didn't climb for it. Malchus, hey, it's time to get up. Marcus, very, very reluctantly, since he had a dream, it's like, oh, I had that one last gift. Oh, well, you've got one more. You're still alive. You don't want to spend the delay dozing, do you? Or maybe you do. Sorry. It was one of the more restful sleeps I've ever had. Yeah, I'd be the same. Marcus is like, hey, everyone. Uh, have you ever slept in the grass? Oh. It is so comfortable. They don't have any other glass in this tonight. Buy it. Sol is smiling patiently behind everyone. Yeah. Their hands buy... are being wrung. Why would you <laughs> buy grass? Marcus kind of Why would you back. not buy it? Are you saying you don't need glass? I thought you I'm saying glass. you don't need to spend material money to get something that you can naturally... No, you need to buy the delt and the seeds. It's Marcus not to find them in ignores everyone pushing them out of the way, and Mila goes up and gives Sol the tightest hug he can. You didn't do as I asked, you know. But you only get to see paradise so often. Sol bites their lower lip and just picks Marcus up and goes back inside, just leaving the other two. (laughs) You can find seeds in the wild. You can find dirt anywhere. Well, you could take down all the other garbage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love that the other garbage implies all of gnomish society. <laughs> <laughs> Archie probably gives a little sad beep. <laughs> He's not up right. No, yeah. right. I think he would freak the fuck out of these guys. True. So, uh, I always carry Marcus bridal style, by the way. I've always done it. So, at this point, you guys go back to the hallway, and you see Karis has already gotten up. She's just stepped out of her room and is looking down the hall. Karis! Oh, good morning. 
Good morning. We're going to go talk to my father for a bit. Are you willing to join us? Uh, of course, yeah. Thank you. Marcus whispers and souls you. You're being formal again. I have to be. Yeah, but that's not who you really are. We can talk about it while we're on the ship, okay? Pats you on the head. Alright, so, Osteris, once he's gathered up the entire party, he kind of stands in between all of you, so you sort of form a semicircle around him. He says, Now, most of you don't know me very well. We've only seen each other this one time. And I don't really know any of you all that well either. But I know that the safety of the most important thing in the world to me is in your hands. Soul tilts their head in confusion. The so, world? Ha <laughs> ha uh-huh, Of course. The world. Mom? Mm-hmm. I can't be mom. Mother can take care of herself. Yeah, I know. Alright, look. <laughs> you all are on a very important mission. And he looks from one of you and looks down the line to, you know, to the other end. And honestly, I've seen better adventurers in my days. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. It it just... Well, none of you really look the part, I guess. Now, far be it for me to be too judgmental, but I figured the best I could do to assist you would be to maybe... Well, just come with me. He turns and walks down a lesser-used hallway in the home. Uh-oh. Oh! <laughs> and it sort of winds oh. around for a little while. And he eventually comes to a strange-looking door, one that has a lot of weird symbols carved into it, which he will kind of hold his hand in front of and mumble some words, and then the door sort of opens up and slides away, revealing the Polyhymnia family vault. Daddy! What? What What are you doing? I'm helping. What do we see? You see a lot. (laughs) You see... A very rich family's big stash, basically. So what is it he's... like a big mound, or is it like more organized? Oh no, it's hyper-organized. So he walks in there, and he comes out with a bag. It looks sort of like a little leather pouch. Fits in the palm of his hand. And then as he walks back out of it, and he says a word behind him, and the door sort of reappears behind it like it slides back into place and locks and he hands this little pouch to soul and he's like i think there's enough in here uh consider it an early wedding present i guess i open the pouch so the pouch feels essentially like it's empty right the pouch feels basically weightless yeah okay so you pull the drawstring on the top and like open it up and it is bigger on the inside So what he has handed you is a bag of holding. Of course it is. <laughs> I mean, of course it is. Is there a diamond inside the bag? There are two diamonds in the bag. Uh, Just two, like I asked. Two large diamonds, each that would fit comfortably in the palm of one person's hand. So they're big. Um, I assume grow. That's not you. all that's in there. Ooh. So, like I said, there are two diamonds. That's what's sitting on top. Okay. Below that, there are five other bags inside that bag. And those bags are far larger than the one you're holding in your hand, right? So you would have to set it down and then pull that bag out. Okay. 
each one has a hastily scribbled name tag attached to it. Oh, Dad. And they're they're all scratched out, like one's scratched out to Levette, one's to Marcus, one's to Vera, one's to Sol, one's to Karis. He sort of blushes and he's like, Well, I I'll I'll leave you all to it then. He walks up and he gives a quick hug to Sol and like a kiss on the top of their head and says, Good luck out there, alright? Thank you, Daddy. I'll be home in about a month, hopefully. I look forward to it. He gives you all like a little bow and walks off, leading you in this little offshoot hallway, looking at this little pouch. So, because these bags are so big, I think we should just leave it in this tiny one for now. Yeah, although you get the sheep. Yeah. We're going to say goodbye to, um, well, I need to say goodbye to girl and mom, and then we'll head out, okay? And we'll go to Hildy. Sol glances at Marcus. Well, that does as well. How's he doing? How's he look? He's accepted what's happened. Or what's gonna happen. He looks more gaunt than usual. So we don't have much time. Alright, I'll lead you all to the garden. You can enjoy some of the more warmer winter air there. And I'll be out after I'm done talking to Mommy and Girl. One last look of pure pure beauty in nature. I'll take it. Enjoy my family tree. You can even take a flower from it if you want. Are there flowers? Oh yeah, the, the tree is a flowering tree. It's the same well, color as souls. But it's like. It flowers year-round. It's natural. It's one of them elven trees. Also, <laughs> it's, it's a warmer winter in the Emerald yeah, the, Forest. Yeah, the Emerald Forest never really gets cold. It gets, okay. at the very coldest here, it gets kind of brisk. Fall. It, it feels like fall. So I start leading everyone to the foyer, which goes out to the garden. All right. All right, everyone. Uh, I'll be out. Just gotta say my goodbyes. Chill. Take your time. Thank you. Vera opens up her apiary to let the bees go to the tree. Okay. Marcus goes and gets a flower very quietly, and he tries to find a place to put it. He's like, hell with it. Puts it over his left ear. All right. Well, you all hold tight, and in that case, Sol, you go and find your your mom. Yeah, mom first. Yeah. Take care of that right away, Jesus yeah, Christ. That's fine. You, <laughs> you find her in one of her favorite nooks that she goes to in the mornings. Are you heading hey, out Mama. there? Um, yeah. Yeah, I am. Well, you know how important this is. I trust yes, you. Yes, Mama. I trust you to do what you need to do. I do. Well. I have to. Yes, you do. She kind of like looks at you expectantly. So, what are you waiting for here then? I just wanted to tell you I love you. And Sol kind of turns. Go. I love you too. They leave. All right. Go. Cool. Go it, it hurts. It hurts so. Oh. Which part? Just the coldness. I mean, makes she, me want to cry. I mean, she said she loved you back, and that's <laughs> something. Okay. People can say whatever they want. It's true. All right. So you go over to Grow's apartment. It's not an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Kennel. <laughs> Fair. I go over to Groh's room. Okay, you go to Groh's wing. Do you, do you just knock or just barge in? Oh, I just go in. Okay. He, he's my fucking husband. That's right. Damn it. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's in there sort of probably reading. That's what nerds do, right? <laughs> right. Sure no, he's painting miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> That would be so funny, though. <laughs> hey, 
He gets up from what he was doing. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Slipped out without me realizing it. Daddy came early in the morning to do something. Is everything okay? Oh, yeah. He he gave me a nice gift for everyone. Oh, that's probably some good news then. <laughs> Just uh, but I'm I'm leaving soon. He nods right, right after we're done talking. He nods knowingly. I figured you would. Just be safe out there and go easy on the eye, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> I won't. I won't use it as much as I did before. I promise. All right. Well, go get him. He opens his arms for a hug. Soul rushes up and hugs him around the neck, standing on their tippy toes. You got this. We got this. I love you, girl. I love you, Soul. Talk to you soon. And Soul wiggles their ring finger at him. He nods, gives you a smile, and waits for you to leave. They turn to leave, and they kind of stay at the door for just a little bit longer to look at him. And then they turn to go. Yep, he's got that goofy smile on his face. That fucking dork. I love him. Fucking nerd. Alright. Alright. We are all in agreement that he was working on miniatures, right? (laughs) I guess it's canon now. No. No. I mean, I thought he was reading a book about painting miniatures, but either one. I can just see, like, as soon as someone walks in, you want to see my basilisk? (laughs) It's got a 72-inch attack range. Indirect fire up to 120 inches, guys. Perfect. Comedy gold. Cite that shit in. It's fucking great. So, you all meet up. You're in the garden. Ready to leave. Hop the fence. Alright, I'll ding the tuning fork. You ding the tuning fork, and trolling along the top of the tree line, approaches the Agile. It gets to the bottom of the cliff, and then begins to slowly ascend. Alright. Do we have to roll and hop the fence again? You know, I'm not going to make you do it this time. You just take some time and help each other over the fence, and you all eventually make it over. Yeah, maybe I'll just have Archie lift everybody over. Alright. And you all are able to get onto the ship. Calculate gives you all a good morning wave and asks where to. I really show you on the map. It's kind of hell to explain. Thanks, Levette. Alright, so where are you guiding him? To Hildegard's cabin. Alright. Hildy's hut is going to be a bit more than a day's journey away. All right. Anybody want to do anything on their day's journey? Well, well, that is pretty visibly haggard and and harrowed during this. Like she's pacing a lot and hyperventilating a lot mm-hmm. over the course of this day. Well, first of all, do we get the bag? What bag? The bag. Yeah, the bag. Oh, the like, bag of holding. Is, you mean the thing inside? I have in my possession currently? Like, what's inside? Yeah, the, the bags that are inside <laughs> the thing that you have in your possession currently? Well, what I was trying to say was, they're too big to actually carry around. Wait, well, on the butt, it's, you should see how much is inside of them, and then we put them back in there. Okay, that's fine. So I'll puts their tiny bag down, and pulls out Levette's bag. Okay, make a strength check. Oh god, I knew it. 17, Okay. So you heave, and actually, you're able to get out of there. It's pretty heavy, but you make it out. And you set it next to the bag that it just came out of. And it's almost Mm -hmm. comical sitting next to the other one how much bigger it is. So you pull it out, and you peer into it. You open the drawstring on that one and look inside. And it is just filled with gold coins. Just brimmingly filled with gold coins. The novice side of me is getting a little excited. Would you like to make an appraise check? 
Okay, I can do that. And that will give you an estimation of how much money is there without having to actually count all of it. That is a natural Net 20. 20. That is a natural <laughs> 20. Okay, so you get a 26 on your appraise check, and you are immediately certain how much money is in this bag and all the others. And that is? Well, it appears that the lord of the manor, or however you want to call him, the consort of the mistress, it's probably a better way mm-hmm. they would put it, yep. has decided to give you all a gift of 30,000 gold pieces each. Oh, shit! Oh. oh. Motherfucker! I am salivating. So, there you go. It's just been added to all your character sheets. I should have just given more money than that. Except for that he gave us what we wanted, so fuck it. So, you each now have 30,000 more gold than mm-hmm. you did this morning. Oh, daddy. This is a significant amount of wealth. Even for your family, this is a significant amount of wealth. Yeah. He did go to the wedding pleasant. Soul looks annoyed, though. This is too much. I don't know. We are going into some dangerous situations. Easy. But then again, what is money to a dead man? Soul pulls out one of the diamonds. They don't pull out the other diamond. Okay. Like I said, it fits in the palm of your hand. But it is enormous. Soul looks at Lovat. Lovat. Yes. I'm giving you this diamond. Why? Because this is... This is your idea. Yours and Karis's. Karis is a little young for me to give her a diamond right now. I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just going to split it up if I... I don't know how I'm just going to. I am washing my hands of this. I don't want what? any part in what's about to happen to Marcus. Wait, wait what? Now? Because. Fine. I'll give it to me. Right. Soul hands will have the diamond. The large diamond and has been added to your inventory. Sorry, what I told you before, I still think it's true. It's about of Marcus that you care about this about that we're saving. I mean, even if we'll Light and the shit it doesn't go quite how I expect it to. So maybe that will make it a remote though. And if you are not already dying, I would certainly look for something else. Lovat? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you something you don't wanna hear. What is that? I told Marcus to eat someone. He didn't. He won't. He refuses to. I know. And the fact that we're doing this to him hurts me so much. And as much as you say we're saving the part of him, that loves me. I can't. I'm sorry. In the blink of an eye, all of you are going to be gone, and I'll be stuck. So, this isn't exactly the last month of being out and about that I imagined. So, let me mourn in my way. Soul goes to the below deck to contemplate. Alright, Soul goes to the below deck. Anyone else? Vera is speaking in druidic to her staff and pulling on the bag of money. Okay. And Vera's going to start preparing her teleportation to the church. Oh man, this money's meant to, you know, be shit for your characters, not shit for your backstories. Oh, dip. Money for the hive is Vera's money. I'm putting this stuff into the church, into mm-hmm, the hive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when I need it, I'll grab it back. Gotcha. You're banking it. I understand. So, I'm going to keep 3000 on my person. Okay. Cool beans. Alright, so we got your 29500 in the hive, 3193 in yourself. Any other actions? God, how heavy is this bag? 600 pounds. I'm keeping my money in the bag of holding. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, okay. Oh, no. Nope, Marcus is not going to be able to lift that. I mean, he literally has no use for it. Uh, Marcus goes below deck and goes to find Soul to talk to them. Oh, okay. Soul? Yeah. Hey, Marcus. Uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Do you need me to carry it for you? I'll, um, I'll put it in this bag that Daddy gave me. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Question. Hold on to it for me. Okay. Soul just opens up their bag of holding for Marcus to put it back in. Oh, Marcus can't carry that shit. Are you kidding me? Marcus has a, let me on. Let's see. Marcus has a ten strength. He I'm is stronger than you. Marcus is weak. Marcus is is a has noodle arms. He cannot no, not noodle shit. arms. Lavette has noodle arms. Marcus is all right. Well, I'll put it in there myself then. I guess. Swole. Yeah, you just put a W in there. It's my name. Yeah, swole. Go up to soul. Soul. Mhm. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me have this. And he gives Soul the walnut. Soul kind of slowly closes their hand around it and looks up at Marcus with a very sad expression. I had a good talk with Corona. And barring something, <laughs> what I think is going to happen, I want you to hold on to that money. Whatever happens, use it right. Mark, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want this to happen. I'm sorry. Soul pockets the walnut. You're sitting on the bed. I'm, I'm, taking I'm, I'm sitting on a crate, actually. Marcus tries to scoot in next to you on that crate and just guessing we're looking out a porthole, just watching it, the sky go by. And I know you don't want this. I don't want this. But I'm. You know how this is. And it's just not fair. Do what needs to be done. I don't have to like it, though. You need to be done. And I save just... this for me. Save all this. Please don't make me be part of the ceremony. I don't want to... Don't... I don't want to see you... I don't want to see you get hurt. I don't know what will happen. I'm so scared. And I'm... I know what's happening to you, but I'm even more scared. I don't know. I already almost lost you once. <laughs> Marcus, he has his scimitar on him. I know you're not used to using these sorts of things, but I want you to have this. Just hold on to it for me, okay? And he gives uh, Soul his scimitar. <laughs> okay, I'll take good care of it for you. So what's everybody else doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. So what is everyone else doing? Yeah, what is everyone doing right now? Fair is currently at the church. What's Lovett doing with Karis, or what's Karis doing? What's Karis up to? Karis is sitting in her normal spot reading and just generally freaking out. She's kind of sitting there, and she's trying to read, but her hand won't stop tapping. She just, like, can't stop. She'll, like, look up and breathe a couple times, like, shallow breaths as she's trying to, like, recompose herself. And then she goes back to try to read again, and she starts tapping again. And she's just not able to relax. I'm gonna sit down next to her. Oh, hey, hey Lovette. You're all doing okay? You look about as bad as I do. It's just, okay. um, it's kind of scary, I guess. I mean, I know what I need to do, and I know what we're going to do, and it still doesn't feel real. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm really freaking out. And apparently I'm rich now? Yeah. <laughs> Make it hail. So I don't quite understand that either. Uh, a lot of stuff happened today. 
and a lot of stuff happened yesterday, and I have a feeling that things are just going to keep happening. I'm just going to just either die from the sheer stress of it all, or I don't know what. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Yep, this is the same page. Kelly's, do you know that I've been trying not to sleep lately? You what? I've been trying not to sleep as much as I can. Uh, why? Because I generally feel more rested on the nights I don't play or sleep than the ones I do. I should. I mean, that doesn't seem healthy. I don't really know. I don't really uh, know what's healthy anymore. Can I tell you about something kind of silly? I don't know. It's kind of dumb. Of course. Um, I, so, early single night, pretty much. Does that I do sleep anyway? Since the night I had, I've had the same thing. There's been three times. This has not been the case now. Last night was fortunately one of those times. Or I might have exploded by now from this stress. And it's really <laughs> getting to me. I feel like it's. I'm making that going crazy. Can I tell you about it? She nods. I haven't told anyone about it. I think that it is a silly thing, you know? It's not the agility sort of thing that it um, doesn't always start the same way. It generally it feels like it's a different dream at first, but eventually I find myself back at the auditorium at my school where I did my thesis, where I activated that machine that they put on her. But she's in her bed in front of me like that when we were there. And instead of the judges, it is everyone. Uh, it's just you, the story, a balance, even Gordon and Dahlia are there. And you just touch me slightly. And so, um, I, I, every single time I try to make the machine work, and every single time something goes wrong, she starts to cough, that same horrible cough, and then everyone else does to, you know, you start coughing and throwing to the floor one by one. That sounds off. It doesn't actually end there. I just am alone for a while. I try to find someone else, but there's more. I'm really scared that it's it's the realm or something. That I'm rocking your eyes straight into danger. After it happened to you, I, I get, might have been confirmed in yesterday. <laughs> I was sure that was the last we were seeing of both Soria and Bell. Not because of me. She nods. I, an understanding and gesture. We have at least a nine. We know this is going to work, but I'm still scared if I, if I even touch it in any way. It's just going to start up again. Well, just know that you're not the one that has to do this to, tomorrow. It's Sorry. going to be me and Hildegard. Anyway, I think you can do it. If anyone can. Thanks, uh, I guess. Is this my fault? What's happening to Malchus? I mean, I don't, I don't know. He stopped eating and Maybe what's made him make that decision was what happened when Moira got in there, you know? That's what I keep trying to tell myself. Maybe that's Moira's morals. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could ask him. I feel like I'm just fighting one Melda with another one. She shrugs. What else can we do other than let them both die? It's true. Yes. It has to be. That's all good. Alright, in that case, the Agile continues on its journey. I will advance time another day, making it the 7th of February, year 763. <laughs> oh, can I get a prayer before... Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Give me your, give me your February 6th prayer. Let's see. That is a 19. 19. You kind of have that feeling where you feel like someone's with you, but there's no answer. 
No answer yet. <sighs> All right, this takes us to Thursday, February 7th, 763. Sun rises, and you are traveling. If you look down off the side of the Agile, but you never thought Ew. you'd see this again. <laughs> but you never thought you'd see this boy again. I did. Mostly because of this. <laughs> you all are traveling east across the nation of Vil. So your ship, as you're traveling east across the nation, the sun comes up and it illuminates the valleys, the area, and, and you can see over the side of the ship, you can see the town of Brockhagen and the Nutellic Manor that was constructed. Yeah. Did you say the Nutella Manor? Nutellic. <laughs> the Telic boy. You know, the guy we gave. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I mean, Nutella is delicious. I'm this done. episode brought. Okay, nope. sorry. <laughs> nope. No, hard no. I'm sorry. No Penel. Nope. Okay, okay. We fly <laughs> over the state of Mr. Peanut. Three season pieces. Three season pieces, buddy. Now that we've dated this. Yeah. <laughs> The Agile is traveling quickly across the land. You travel past the town of Olsberg, and eventually you see Wittingen in the distance with the rise of forests above it leading up to the peaks of the mountains. You want to do in the final approach? If it's okay, I would like to imagine with whatever final hours Marcus has, school has been with him or holding him as many seconds as possible. They've been by, if that's okay with Screwy. Absolutely. Levette is going to come by to talk to Marcus at some point, though. Yeah? Hi, Marcus. I don't have a good feel for these things, so this might be extremely insensitive or crazy, or it might be exactly what you mean. I'm just going to ask. If you want to share some of your last moments with us for any sort of reasons, I can I can use this device. I can feel what you're going, so I can do it with you, myself, and one other person. I don't know what's going to happen during and I can only imagine what could happen and I don't know if any living person would want to feel that but if you can deactivate it before I would happily share this with anybody hey Marcus if you feel like I deserve to have that shout with me I wouldn't disagree with you it would give me small comfort to go through with someone I'll look over at soul kind of like you want it on this Soul shakes their head. All right. I will clasp the thing on the back of Marcus's neck and put a little switch in my gauntlet. All right. Well, that gets to report on it. Mm-hmm. Hope she writes an essay. Which I guess I didn't think about feeling the emotional feedback from her. So you do kind of get that pang of guilt that she's feeling. Yeah. So now you feel existential dread and guilt. Mm-hmm. Is that what Marcus is doing? Is he existentially dreading this? I mean, on a reptilian brain level... He does not want to die, right? But he's already gone through his through the stages of grief, and I mean he's accepted this is the way it is, and he is going to die. He is not going to consume unless given a different option. He is not going to consume another's soul. He's not going to condemn somebody to not being able to move on to their afterlife just because he's a greedy asshole. He's just not going to do that. And in that sense, he's already accepted that this is the way it is. If there's a chance that he could right the one mistake that he knows of, then he would like to do whatever he can. Okay. Well, that's going to give him a hug then. Well, hopefully I see y'all on the other side. Hopefully. I'm sure you will, Marcus. Before we do that, I'd like to go off and go behind 
Hildy's house alone. Beforehand, I'd like to go off alone for one last shout out to my G. Actually, can I ask you a question, Marcus? Of course. I was wondering if we could... This sounds stupid if I say it. Say it. Don't leave this... Don't leave anything unsaid. I was wondering if we could all pray to Eden together before, you know. But if you'd rather do that alone, I totally... No, absolutely not. I'd love one chance, one last chance to show you what Eden has done for me, what Eden can provide when you show the faith. Thank you. Sorry. And Sol just goes back to holding Marcus, pretty much. I imagine they've been having Marcus like a teddy bear. Unless he needed to, like, move or adjust or, like, go to the bathroom. This is so on Marcus constantly. <laughs> I didn't, unless I'm missing, Lovett's still in the room for this, right? Correct? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, when you guys are talking about all praying to Eden together, then Marcus, you can kind of feel a pang of disgust from her. Oh, it's okay. She's like, tries to hide it, but it's just reflexive. It's the way it is. Boy, Lovett hates Eden too, huh? Mm-hmm. Jeez. How's our approach? I mean, you, we can get there whenever you guys are ready. Alright. Uh, Marcus is ready. Do we All do right. the group prayer thing? Who gets in on that? Oh, we're doing that at Hildy's. Oh, at Hildy's. Closer to nature and such. Okay. So in that case, the Agile comes in for a landing near Hildegard's hut after getting the directions from Levette. And you land nearby, disembark from the ship, and arrive. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh it's so nostalgic now. <laughs> wow. Just as a player... I'm hoping to do this in the fairy circle because I think that's the most magical place to do that here for okay. contacting Eden. Marcus is just going to start meandering around. Uh, Marcus considers Archie a friend, right? Oh my god, yeah. But you, right, you want it? Would you want it? Of course, yeah, I just absolutely. want to make sure. Bring him out. Too. Archie's my boy. He's my boy. He's our boy. He's our boy. He, he, he pulled my ass from the lake of fire. That's true. That's true. He did. What is Marcus doing currently? Marcus just, is like wandering around. <laughs> just breathing the air, enjoying everything. That, that tone of just sheer confusion from the DM. <laughs> it's like when you, when you take an old dog to a farm for the last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's what I imagine is happening right now. Sol is going to turn to Marcus. Do you want Hildy to join in? Or just us, your family? I feel... Like, Hildy might be able to step in if anything seems to be going wrong. Okay, I'll go grab her. I'll be back soon, okay? Okay. Soul knocks on the cabin door. The door opens immediately, and standing there is Madame Hildegard. How she, she look? She looks bad. Her perfect mascara is run all down her cheeks. Um, Soul reaches their hand out to touch Hildy's face. <laughs> How does Shug? Hey, beautiful. I was hoping that we could all help Marcus pray to Eden before stuff, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. He wants you to be there in case something goes wrong. Sounds real nice. Thank you, Hildy. She nods. And Sol brushes Hildy's cheek for a second. Will you be okay? She nods. Sol looks like they're going to say something, but they just looks defeated as much as they look like they want to say a million things they can't i gesture her to the fairy circle and then i stop by vera really quick you don't have to do this uh but we're all gonna help marcus pray to eden one last time i know that's not your jam but 
I just want to let you know. Well, do I actually have to pray to Eden? No. Just be there for him, if you don't mind. I don't. <sighs> Alright, let's do this, Vera. No, walk over to the circle. Alright, so everyone kind of gets into the circle. Whether you hold hands or not is entirely up to all of you. Karis kind of stays back, a little bit worried that she might have an adverse re- effect on all of this. <laughs> Sol puts a dancing light near one of Karis's hands. She puts her hand on it, smiles at you. I smile back. Alright. Marcus. Yes. Give me a wisdom check. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, sure. Why not? For old time's sake. And dropped. It is a 15 adjusted. 15 adjusted. Well, it's a 15 adjusted without the modifiers you're getting for a couple of different things. One, where you are in the world, specifically this fairy ring. And then the other modifiers are the amount of people with you that are also praying and their relative powers. And that's also the new modifiers. So that is a pretty high modifier, in fact. Okay. Everything becomes slightly dimmer, almost as if a cloud has gone in front of the sun. The wind sort of picks up a little bit. A warm breeze blows up and sort of pushes all the grass, and that wind sort of swirls around the fairy ring here, and you hear a voice. It's old, but caring. It sounds like a kindly grandmother, almost. My dear, sweet follower, through trial and tribulation, you have stayed dedicated to me. And although I doubted your original intention, I now know your faith is true. Be at peace, my child, and become one with me once more. The voice fades, the wind slows down, and the light returns. Lovett is shivering from the feedback on that one. I hope all of you understand that I go not because I want to, but because I must. Please, save this world. Save all those, and worry not for me. I am at home. Soul cups Marcus's chin in their hands, and they kiss his forehead. I never said it to you on the ship, but I love you too. I'm sorry to have made you wait. If I can ask one last kiss. Soul leans over and kisses Marcus on the mouth. Save them all. I promise. Just, I just want you to be able to rest. I want you to have the sweetest dreams possible. Marcus looks to Levet. I'm ready. Alright, at this point, Hildegard will gesture for you to follow, and nods to Karis as well, and heads over to the cottage. So going inside, you see that Hildegard has changed, or rather prepared the front room of the house, one second before yeah. I go in. Mm-hmm. I'm at the door and I just look at everyone one last time. <laughs> and enters in. Hildegard has prepared a table in the center of the room. She asks you to lay on it. She puts one of her hands on your shoulder and looks at you. Should are you sure about this? I get to go home and I get to save one more life. She closes her eyes and tears are running down her cheeks. I understand. She reaches down to her belt and grabs a potion bottle that was strapped there, hands it to you with a shaking hand, and asks you to drink it. Well, this was best tomorrow. 
one could ever ask for. And he takes the potion. You feel dizzy for a moment, and you black out. None of you are in the house to see what happens next. No, but I don't kill my spell, so I do feel it, if there's anything to feel. I mean, pack empathy just is emotions, so... Mm-hmm. He's out. So if he is... If he's out yeah. for the whole thing... Then yeah, I... he's out He's out for the whole thing, so... The spell effectively ends. He's gone. <laughs> so... This whole is the best. If everyone could make a perception check. <laughs> Mine's a 31. You notice... Flashes of green and purple light coming out of the windows. Oh, I do. I notice it at all or no? Yeah, you both, you both noticed that. Vera's right. going to walk over to the left. And that's a window, correct? Yeah, there's a window there. <laughs> like to see what's happening. Okay. You see a body on a table. There is a single dagger planted right in its heart. And you see that Karis is furiously casting spells, just one after the other. Torrents of green and purple energy are swirling through the room. On the table is also, you see the arm, you see the diamond, you see Marcus's body, and she keeps casting spell after spell. You can see that she's sweating and shaking as she's doing this. Hildegard is kind of just staying back and just watching. It's sort of just a, a somber expression. And you see energy sort of being pulled out of Marcus's form. You see this energy coming up that's shaped in sort of the hooded figure that you saw a long time ago. And it dissolves slowly, and the wisps of that smoke move down around the arm that you guys took from Moira's body. And at that point, the arm starts to, I guess for lack of a better term, regenerate. The bone starts to regrow flesh and muscle, and the muscle regrows skin. And then from that, it begins to regrow the rest of an entire person. Well, is something wrong? I don't think so. Can I, I see this? I think it's working. You look right. in, and you see a young gnomish girl laying on the table next to Marcus. Hildegard quickly puts a blanket over the gnomish girl, and the spell auras fade. I am going to rush inside. Presuming it's locked, I'm going to burst in through the door. And you pop in, and you see someone. There's a blanket over her, but... Is she breathing? Her eyes are closed, Mm -hmm. but she is breathing slowly. Yes. The last of the spell auras fade, and Karis just collapses. I think just without thinking about what (laughs) what it will result in, Levat's going to go to catch her. Are you sure? Okay, alright. You Uh, dumb... <laughs> make just um, make a yeah. fortitude save, I guess. Okay. Hey, I've gotten good on these before. Maybe we'll see. Nope. You dumb <laughs> bitch. <laughs> wow. Wow. So uh, Moira gets back, but uh, that dies. Wow. All right. So you go to catch Karis, mm-hmm. and I'll let go as soon as it starts to hurt. But yeah, no, it hurts immediately. You no more like lay a hand on her to try to like break her fall. You know in an anime when they'll show a boy get horny by having him just shoot blood out of his nose for some reason? <laughs> Which, I mean, look, just as an aside, doesn't work that just way. as an aside, I've been a teenage boy who was horny, and I've mm. never had a torrent of blood shoot out of my nose before, nor have I, I ever witnessed it. 
They they do that because it's because they couldn't show boners. So basically, you bleed heavily and it hurt really really bad. Karis mm. is too drained to do anything for you, but <laughs> Hildy will rush over and heal you. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, Kelly's. Karis kind of rolls on the ground a little bit to get away from you, and she just sort of gasps out, "Don't touch me." She can barely choke the words out. She's just in the fetal position on the ground. Come, please, this is a thing. I'm gonna go over and touch Moira's face. Mm-hmm. You touch Moira's face and she reacts to it. Her eyes kind of squeeze shut harder and she jerks her head a little bit away from the touch. Can't you feel? No. I need to sleep, I guess. Hildy comes back in the room and says, Shug, she, she may need to rest for a bit. <sighs> Somebody yells, I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't think I'd be I didn't know it was going to happen in such a cause, but still. Okay. I'll head back out, I guess, after a little while. Hey, well, anyone? Swell doesn't look at Levette at all. They've just been looking at where Marcus was in the fairy ring, and they've been sobbing uncontrollably since he went inside. Vera will go over to Soul. And will slowly put their hand on their shoulder. I don't know what to do. It hurts. It hurts. I imagine this is a little different me, I would say. doesn't feel quite as good as I was resisted in my head. What do you mean each time? <laughs> each time one of you leave me. <laughs> this is how it's going to feel. <laughs> why why do we have to leave you? People, everyone has to die inevitably. I'm not saying anytime soon, but I'm so scared. <laughs> I don't want to lose you guys. <laughs> and I'm taking you to something so terrible. <laughs> this, is, this is our choice of what we're doing, Soul. <laughs> Soul's trying to brush their tears off of their face. But they keep coming. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna try to stop. I'll try my best. I'll make sure <laughs> you guys will be okay. We'll be okay, so I don't I can't I can't experience again. I can't I don't want to I don't want to see anyone else die. Barry just pats so on the shoulder around like the back. Holy moves across the yard slowly. I'm sorry, you have to do as you say you go. She looks more somber than you've seen her in a long time. It's, um, it's done. <laughs> Soul just crumples into the fairy circle. <laughs> Stupid idiot! <laughs> if anyone wants to do anything, it's gonna take Soul a little bit before they regain their composure. Well, that's just gonna walk away after a little bit of this without saying anything, I think. 
I, I know it ain't what you want to hear right now, but I think the spell worked. A little gnome's back. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> he goes back to the house. Pharaoh will stay there with Soul during this time. Pharaoh, it hurts. I know. It hurts so much. Because it hurt. Soul is grabbing at the, the cloth next to their chest. What cloth? Their right. shirt next to their heart, pretty much. Okay. This is... This is the worst pain I've ever experienced. <laughs> when does it go away? It doesn't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you remember good people. Soul tries to lean their head towards Vera. Either her shoulder, her chest, or her lap. Somewhere. They, they're they trying. Vera will allow it, whatever you're aiming at. I imagine souls on their knees before they were pretty much on their forearms and elbows, just clutching the grass in their hand, but still on their knees. Mm-hmm. So I think they just turn and lay their head on your collarbone area. They're looking down, but it's like face-to-face kind of way. Mm-hmm. Vera would probably grab one of their hands just because mm-hmm. it's like the safest thing that Vera knows to touch. Yeah. Lynn just kind of perches in this chair <clears throat> under this room and, and just stares at Mara, just waiting for her to get up, basically. Her face kind of twitches and one of her eyes cracks open. <laughs> she kind of squints, opens the other eye, sort of looks around the room. Where am I? That's a young story. <laughs> it's a heavy hard one to tell. She like reaches her hand to her chest and doesn't feel the device there. Did it? Did it work? No, but we fixed it anyway. She looks at you and kind of weakly smiles. See, I knew you'd fix it. <laughs> yes, you did. I'm gonna go over and just give her a hug. You give her a hug. It's interesting. It's like she's brand new. Legit, all of her flesh and bones and eyes and hair is all brand new. It's interesting. It's like she she just was grown a second ago, basically. I miss you so much. Uh, it was so cold without you. I didn't know I went anywhere. Yeah, it's been some time. Changed your hair. Changed a few things. And I made some new friends. And I, I hope they'll be your friends too. But we... We have to use one of our friends to get you back. What? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. No. It doesn't. I can't imagine you having friends. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> wow! She, and I thought Marcus was burned! She cracks a smile. Marcus yeah. goes back to life just goes, SHIT! And then dies. <laughs> what? So Lovette's laughing through the tears and still hugging Moira. She just pulls her off the table and starts spinning her around. Whoa. Whoa, the room's spinning enough already, okay? I'm sorry. She's also very nude, so the yeah, spinning around with the blanket kind of probably flies off of her. 
I know. So that's, well, that's not really concerned about that right now. Where clothes? Who's that? That's a, Kelly, she's a Muslim hun. She's like literally laying in the corner in the fetal position. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Karis. Someone take care of my girl. I can't. I tried. Put a blanket on her or something. (laughs) (laughs) Give her a pillow. So is Marcus's body still there? Yes. It is. Okay. It's pretty gruesome, too. (laughs) Can you you describe describe it? it? A blade in his chest. Yeah, so imagine Marcus laying on a table. There is a dagger stuck into his heart, deep to the hilt. There's blood seeping out of the wound cooling onto the table and dripping onto the floor. It's not a good scene. Moira hasn't really noticed yet. Don't give her a heart attack. Cover up the body. Don't pull the knife out. You're gonna have a bad time. Are you going to be okay, Kelly? <clears throat> she coughs. It's about the only response she can give right now. Alright, I'm gonna kind of shield Moira's eyes from the gruesomeness. Not too much. I'm not gonna go out of my way, but... Walk her over towards Hildegard and be like, we have any kills so we can give this guy? You walk her out of the room, and Hildy is coming back into the hut around the same time, and she nods and looks Moira up and down to kind of size her up, and then she waves two of her hands and then holds the other hand to the brim of her hat and then snaps her fingers on the other hand. And then uh, basically clothes are going to sort of materialize around Moira. Does Myra need glasses anymore since she's all brand new? Well, I'm gonna say yes. Yes, because they're like the cutest part. That's not, but it's also not a part that Karis was instructed about. Karis was only instructed about the weak heart. <sighs> I, mean, I guess I, I should explain some of this to you, but I don't know how to stop. Well, you've made some pretty impressive friends. I guess so. This feels really weird. She's putting her hand to her chest. Are you okay? Are you blazing fine? Yeah, I I am. Yeah. Like, better than fine. I don't... I've never felt like this before. She, like, walks around the room at, like, normal pace and isn't feeling out of breath or slow or anything. Levette is just crying but smiling watching this. This is like she's wanted to see for a very, very, very long time. More than 30 years at this point. I, I want to know everything. Submission. Alright, so we should probably summarize the everything, just for the sake of not taking five ever's. What I plan to do is just introduce her to everyone, and that would explain well, that size everything pretty succinctly. Oh, really? Alright. Alright. It's gonna be good first introductions. <laughs> yeah. You got here, an elf here. sobbing here with the druid. <laughs> here, Here is a human in the fetal position. I know. Right? <laughs> the That's what I was thinking when, like, before Marcus had died. I'm like, man, Laura's gonna come back and everyone's gonna be a fucking wreck. And she's gonna be like, did I do something wrong? So, what else are people doing currently? I'm lying on a table. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got gotcha. you. People is slowly drying their tears. Once they're stable enough, they'll remove their head from their collarbone, shoulder, chest area. I'll draw it later. You'll get it. <laughs> Moira curtsies and thanks, Hildy. There you go, this is Moira. I hope you will. I hope it is well. Hildy just kind of looks sad and a little bit distraught. 
maybe partially sickened. You're not sure. But she still nods and gives some pleasantries to Moira. I'll kind of peek out the door and see how everyone's doing before I bring Moira out. Is Vera still holding my hand? Yes. Okay. How was everyone look? Well, other than puffy-eyed and probably puffy-skinned, it was an ugly cry, guys. Oh, yeah. It was an ugly cry. I had to act through that cry, guys. Yeah, we heard. We were there. I am very proud of you. Yeah, we too. <laughs> I tried my best with mine, but I'm not as good at letting that shit out. I was holding mine in, because I know... <laughs> I'm fairly certain I understand what would have happened if uh, I let it out. So, Souls still sitting on their knees. I don't know how Vera's sitting, but I kind of imagine similarly. Mm-hmm. And just the holding hand, Souls just kind of looking down... Kind of off to the side, into the fairy ring where Marcus was, obviously. It's just quiet. There's no crying currently, but it's quiet. Maybe now's not the best time. Right, I guess I should stop telling about all these things then. And yeah, then I guess montage time. Right. After that, I think Saul would stand up and finally start heading towards the cottage. They look back at Vera for reassurance almost. Vera, when you start walking, would watch you go over and then head over towards the tree that's by the house and sit down just at the base. Okay. Is the door open to the yeah, cottage already? Door, door's hanging open, yeah. Hildegard's not even, like, caring to shut it anymore. They still grab the doorknob and turn it, and then they release it, as if their way of being like, I'm coming in now, I guess. Hildy hears it and gets out of your way. Is anyone going to cover up Marcus's body? It's not. <laughs> so you see a young gnomish woman dressed in bright colored clothes standing next to Levette. She looks up at you and says, Hi, my name's Moira. Are you one of Levette's friends? Soul has a very blank expression. It looks like they're not there. They move forward. They put their hand on Moira's head. Hello, little one. Uh, hi there. How are you? Uh, Sort of confused, I guess, but okay. Soul looks like they're kind of possessed as they start walking. I'll kind of grab Soul for a second. Um, what is it, Levet? I'm not going to keep you from going in there if you want to, but I'm sure that you want. Is Karis okay? I think Alice needs some. Just needs to be up the door for a moment. I'm going to see if I can bring out anything in a moment. But, okay. Um, I don't tell Sir Bobby himself, so. I see. They look composed. Again, they, they don't look like they're there, but if you look at their hands, their hands are almost violently shaking. All right. Okay. Well, little bunny, did you have any dreams? Uh, no, not really. No, that's too bad. Hmm. Well, I wonder how you'll get home now. Hmm. I'm not even really sure where I am. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Well, he fell away. It's going to take months to get back. Hildy is in a similar stupor to you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Would you like me to make you some sweet tea? She just leans in and gives you a huge hug and just starts crying. Uh, uh, I... Let's... Let's... what's wrong. Let's make some tea. Okay. She goes Uh, into the kitchen with you. I remember it being delicious. She nods, not really able to speak. I, I know who would want to see you. I, I think that maybe we should probably get out of here for a moment. Let's go. I'll introduce you to Archie. 
grab Moira by the hand and bring her outside. Alright. Hey, Molly, this is these odds you want? Yes, make the spelling. Archie, like, leans down and offers a hand and shake. Moira and Archie will converse for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess you probably understand him. What's Vera doing? Vera basically took the time to cry by herself. She's sitting down, arms on top of her knees, head down. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So each individual conversation and moment of reflection will continue for a while. After a short time, Soul, you feel something strange. You feel like something in a pouch or pocket on you is moving on its own. Okay, I'll check the McGuffin knife. It's still there, but as you're reaching around, you find one of your pouches is vibrating slightly. Is it the bag of holding I have? No. Okay. You open it up, and inside you find a walnut. Oh, okay. Uh, Hildy, I'll be right back. Do you mind if I plant a tree in your backyard? She looks at you weird, and she guess, guess not. Okay. I have to go talk to my crown now. Sulk spacily leaves, and they go to the corner of Hildy's backyard and plants the walnut? Alright, you plant the walnut. It sprouts immediately, grows to a size larger than you, and gets big enough to have a strange face in the wood that looks at you. Is it Corona? It is. The face in the tree says, I have news and a request. <sighs> you... You have news and a request of me right now, on this day? Really? Many things happen. I suppose your day has been eventful, then? Soul clicks their mouth in annoyance. Corona. Losing someone is never easy. Corona. Yes? I just distract me. Tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. Please. I'm unsure if it's going to be distracting news, but... Did I mess up in some way? Did I... Did I... Possibly. It's hard to read, but something has changed. What? We believe that Glarv is planning something more drastic than he has in the past. If I had to guess, he's perhaps preparing to attack the Emerald Forest. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 (laughs) Oh, is he? Why am I not surprised? (laughs) Oh. How predictable. How cute. Do you have to tell me, Corona? <laughs> he just sort of like has an eyebrow raised looking at you. Have you lost your mind? Oh. <laughs> Why would you think that? Because I've just told you your home is in danger of being destroyed. Oh. <laughs> I figured that out, I think, when I left after he made me talk about where I'm from. And I'm telling you that it's happening imminently, and all you can do is laugh. This is <sighs> serious. And what's the other news? The Order has taken a vote. Order? The Druid Order, Priesthood of Eden, they've taken a vote, and they believe that your group needs assistance. A babysitter. Think of them as an extra hand. Corona, I have the MacGuffinite right now. Do you know what I need to do with it? I have some idea. Mm-hmm. I would say return to Darahan. Okay. When 
are we going to meet this babysitter? Extra hand, whatever you want to call him. Like I said, he has no babysitter. He has mm-hmm. no authority over you, nor anyone you travel with. He is someone that was appointed by the Order to assist in your matters. When? When is he coming? Where? Now. Now? I'm sorry, what? If you're ready. So, Soul is laughing, mostly because they're going through so many stages of emotions currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I figured. Yeah. They're a wreck, currently. Oh, yeah. Big wreck. Yeah. They look scared. Mm-hmm. They did the laughter mostly to make themselves feel better about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, they kind of knew it was coming. They just was hoping it'd be a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Why did you rope me into this? I think you already knew the answer to that question. I'll tell you if you want to hear it either way. Please? Why? Because you and your friends are the most likely to succeed. You may not see it, but you carry a spark of hope. You have a chance, and that's better than most. Soul just hangs their head. How is it that we're the spark of hope if me being involved has put the whole world at risk? How is that help? Because this is a journey that only you can take. I hope it becomes clear to you soon. I would recommend getting to Dereham, giving the shard that you took to the queen... She should be able to send you where you need to go. And that's our only hope, striking down Clara. Okay. Bring him or her, I guess. Bring the priest. Bring the extra hand. Bring whoever they are. Very well. Just, if all this ends badly, and if we still have an afterlife... No, I tried. I tried so hard. The face in the tree simply closes its eyes. The tree grows slightly larger. A single walnut will grow on a bough and then fall off and land neatly in front of you on the ground. I'll pick it up, put it in a pouch that's closest to the scimitar that Marcus gave me. Alright. The tree turns sort of blackish colored and begins to turn into smoke and disappear. And in its place, there's a person standing there. Screwy, would you like to describe... Think of a mountain of a man, ashen-colored, almost as if they were carved from granite, with veins of blue tracing through their skin. They have crystals. They're bald, but in their place of, of their hair, they have crystals. He has a satchel on his back, which looks incredibly heavy, but on top of it is a large, enormous shield. And in his right hand is a hammer, about the size of an anvil, with a long pole. Although his physique is daunting, he has incredibly kind eyes. How exactly tall is he? He is seven one. Oh, he tall. I told you, he's a mountain. He doesn't say much when he appears. As I said, his eyes are kind and you notice that his eyes match a very similar color to the crystals, which are a deep blue. The crystals, his eyes are a pale blue with similar to Marcus's blue eyes. Uh-oh. That's not good. Oddly enough, he's also wearing a kilt. <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. Sure, he's like, I didn't buy that kilt for nothing. <laughs> this cowboy's got a coat. Emblazoned on nearly everything on him is the Tree of Eden. 
from his shield to his breastplate to his gauntlets to a small amulet draped around his neck. So I imagine with you describing it, that's mostly Soul looking at each detail pretty much slowly. Yes, coming last to his eyes. Yeah, they don't look happy. Is this a joke? <laughs> Scary can't escape this shit. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> a joke, ma'am? I'm sorry. Please, never refer to me as such ever again. My name is Soul. That is what I will call you. I can't believe this. My crown can go fuck himself. Soul takes a couple paces away. They have their arms folded in front of them. They walk back. You will listen to me for the most part. The symbols of Eden are even more insulting to them now, after all of what just happened. You, your big old council, has brought you here to help me. And I do, I, I do appreciate it. I thank you for coming here and helping me. It is my sworn duty. Wonderful. Next we are headed to Dareham, and perhaps to another world. Are you prepared to lay your life down for this world? As I have been commanded by Eden, I shall protect all that I'm charged with. Is Eden upset with me? That is not for me to decide. Right, awesome. Well, I'm going to bring you inside and now introduce you to everyone. This is going to be so fun. Please follow me. So, while this was going, I didn't want to interrupt, but while mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. conversation was happening and while Moira was talking to Archie, at one point I just kind of let her know that I'll be right back and I wanted to go in and talk to Hildegard while this conversation Okay, well, let's have a little, let's have a little Hildy conversation. Hildegard is, like, shakily making sweet tea while you walk into the room. You need some help with that? Uh, no, it's, it's fine, sure. Um, I'm just... Illegal. Yeah. This wasn't your fault, okay? Don't know if you knew this about me, but I swore a long time ago I've never harmed nobody. As long as it could be helped. What made you do that? She kind of just shakes her head. Stuff long since passed. I won't like it up. But I feel like I may have gone back on that today. Malchus asked for this he agreed to this, and if anyone is to blame, I, I pushed him, I pushed everyone. But you you only had a hand in this because we didn't know anybody who could. But it wasn't your choice, and it's not your fault. I had the biggest hand in this. this I fed that boy that poison, and I sank that dagger. I know. I... Because I was the one who brought those tools into the machine. <laughs> I didn't check my switches the first time around, so I had a lot of people have to tell me the same thing before I really got it through my head. And even then, I guess maybe I didn't, so you can't, I don't blame you, but there's one person who can let go of something, take it with me. This is not your fault. I don't want to hear it. It's too bad. In God, you gave someone who hasn't had a chance to give basically her whole life a real opportunity. And Marcus, he was starving anyway. I know that the pragmatic, realistic of the situation doesn't always feel good, but the truth is you did the right thing. She shakes her head. No. No, I didn't. And that's something I have to live with for a long time. When this is all over, I, I prefer it if y'all did, <clears throat> didn't come back. I'm sorry. I'm gonna miss the sweet tea. 
Okay, alright, well. Soul getting back anytime soon. It's starting to get awkward. Yeah, Soul will walk back <laughs> in the room at this point. Hey, look, Grumpy. Hi, Levet. A guy came out of a tree and he's with us now. Kalana? I wish. Oh, maybe I don't actually. Wait, yeah. why? What's up with Kalana? Daddy doesn't like him. <laughs> they're, they're, they're mostly just upset, but that's like a good enough reason for them to just say. Levet's well, like, wait, are you dating Corona? What does that mean? Hey. Come in here. He has to duck through the door. Ah! Oh, what is that? He's the high priest of Eden. Is it what? 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 He's the high priest of Eden. And and I plus Eden. Hey, you. Tell her who you are. My name is Petravian Kalinius. I'm your protector. My protector. Uh, my protector is out in the front, and he's uh, the fucking he, he means the group. Oh, right. Wait, how do I say your name again? Petri? 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 Is that a Claudian name? You may call me Petra. Hmm, I could. I could. Is that a Claudian name, Petra? Yes. I'm sorry, what? Oh, I start speaking in Protean. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh! I, uh, I didn't expect to find some info on this battle. Well, you might be a point of interest to a friend of mine. Protean Kintao Law was a big point of interest for my studies. She was very interested in I tried not to talk about that time in my life. In your life? Soul looks very. Oh, wait! I no, have tongues! Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I blanked because I was so surprised! I guess I activate tongues on myself! Oh, yeah, what? Levette knows a language before other people for once. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was so taken off guard by it. <laughs> I thought Protean and Parthese were the same language for a long time. I was like, yes, I know that one. And then we got there and they all speak in French, and it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Dang I, it. I, I'm a French person who doesn't speak French. How does this make sense? Anyways, so now I can understand what they're talking about. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I didn't get that first part of the Latin, conversation. Right? This one we've effectively been speaking Latin. Yeah, effectively Latin. Yes, because yeah, well, that of course would know Latin. Wait, Latin? Yeah, Protean is essentially Latin. Yes, that's going to be awkward with all of the insect names that Vera uses. It's really awkward with all the Latin names that I have in my village and that... family and names. Does that mean my last name is Protean? Maybe. Mm, not I mean, exactly. Like... Well, I don't think it's exactly Latin, you know. Yeah, it's it's Latin in style and theme. Soul's gonna play dumb. Just gonna listen in. Yeah. Rude. I don't trust this new person. <laughs> Tree Soul shit all over him. What? If you don't mind me asking, I'm not familiar with your people. Uh, I mean the Trotians, but also your species. What do you refer to you as? You may call me Petra. Yeah, okay. Yes, it's true. For example, I'm half elf, half gnome, so it's a thing you might not know about me. Can I do lore master? Yeah, of course. Ah! Uh, <laughs> dang it! Dang it! Dang it! Okay. Burn your lore master. What the fuck is this? <laughs> that is an earth genasi. Mm. Er, an earth genasi, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, I also, say genasi. Also known as an oread. Specifically, it is a earth elemental blooded human. So, 
a person that has one quarter of their blood tracing back to the elemental plane of Earth. They tend to be slow and steady. They tend to make dependable people. They're strong and wise. That's sort of what they're known for. <sighs> but they're also kind of uggos, and they're not very... <laughs> they're, not, they're not very interesting in a conversation, or they're not very inspiring to people because they're just kind of plain. So they tend to have a low charisma. So racial bonuses, strength, racial bonus, wisdom, racial penalty, charisma. If you want, like, game mechanics. Okay. Oh, and they're slower than everyone else. They just have a yeah. very oh, methodical yeah. plotting case. Great. <laughs> so great. This one, however seems to be getting around that by having some sweet boots. His boots have wings stitched onto the sides of them, mm-hmm. and it seems to make him move at an unnatural speed for someone of his species. Someone of his race, I should say. Mm-hmm. Detect magic. His boots are magic, his shield is magic, his, his warhammer's magic, his armor's mm-hmm. magic. He's also got a belt that's magic, bracers that are magic, and is that everything? Oh, damn. He's got those pumped up kicks. <laughs> he does got those pumped up kicks. Can he outrun my gun? We'll find out. Oh, we'll Jesus! Find out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, thus far, yes, that's it. Okay. So, while this new person and Levette are talking, Soul kind of went around the table and kind of helps Hildy, and at some point just puts their hand on her, sh- one of her? I guess just the top shoulder. Are, are the other joints technically shoulders? I would call them, like, major shoulders and minor shoulders, or greater shoulders okay. and lesser shoulders. The lesser shoulders are still shoulders, but they're pretty much in the armpit of another shoulder. Yeah. So we'll put a hand on one of the major shoulders closest yeah. to them. It would probably be kind of an awkward gesture to touch one of the minor shoulders. Yeah, yeah, that'd be weird. It's a major shoulder. (laughs) So you put your hand on her shoulder, and she kind of looks at you sadly, and she says, I, I... Soul just opens their arms for her. She gives you a big hug. She says she has a lot to think about, and y'all have, y'all have been... I'm so sorry. I just, I just need some time. I know. I, um... If you ever do want to speak, I think you know... Where I am normally. She nods. I won't miss it. All I ask is you take care of yourself, healthy. She nods again. And Soul's still secretly listening into this conversation. They're just trying to be like, oh, off to the side. She says that she'll give Marcus a proper burial in the fairy ring. Thank you. Thank you there for that big beauty. Jesus. Yep. What? That one last little kick in the heart. Yeah. You're welcome. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Oh. Noticeably, Petra has been still standing in the door, but he took off his rather large sack. I get it. You're seven feet tall. God damn. <laughs> Ah, a little bit of levity. That's wonderful. His pack, he drops it to the ground, makes a thunderous clatter. Um, and he has placed, he has put his hammer on the ground and he's just uh, pretty much guarding the door. Cool. Levette, are you done talking to him? He's going to be traveling with us now. What? Uh, what? Uh, 
Just Unless you're not done talking to him. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to be funny. I guess I should go see how Molly is doing. We have to go to Dareham right away, by the way, just so you know. So we never really talked after the night at the Emmons Forest. We still need to talk about that. Talk about what? Yeah, uh, never mind, son. Head outside. Stay tree, come on. <laughs> Stepping outside, you see Moira is currently being carried around, riding on Archibald, putting a leg on either side of his head, riding him around. Well, I'm glad to see you talk at long. It's quite special, isn't it? She laughs and says yes. I'm just gonna kind of watch and wait outside and wait for Solda. You ready? Um, you know what? Maybe make sure Karius is doing okay first. <laughs> Like Hold on, I think it's been two hours. <laughs> Has anyone taken to going through Marcus's pockets or something? Nope. You know, like uh, wow, they're just letting him bleed out on the on everything. Jeez, I mean, he's dead. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna write yeah. No, no one, no one yeah. Well, people they told me not to go in the room. So no. You know. Yeah. No one looted <clears> the corpse, and also no one checked on like Karis finishes all the extremely complicated spells. And then thanks. nobody checks on her. Yeah, yeah. Levette was like, I'm going to check on her soon. And then didn't. No, uh, Levette, I thought Levette asked if Karis was okay. Yeah, I well, did. she did, but she also told Sol, because Sol was going to go into that room, and Levette's like, hey, dead body. And then Sol was like, well, what, is Karis okay? And Levette's like, oh, I'm going to check on her soon. Yeah, no doing it. All right. No, soon? Yeah, soon? Soon? <laughs> is she dead again? No, she's not dead. Alright, cool. <laughs> then, then I was soon enough. <laughs> Kelly's? Are you hearing any battle? She's crumpled into the corner of the room in the fetal position, and she's just kind of spasming every couple of seconds. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. Okay, I didn't know you guys have done this. Is... Kelly's, are you... Uh, you need something? Can you talk, please? <laughs> yeah, I... <clears throat> that was harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, well, you did it. Are you okay? Are you going to be okay? I hope so. Is there anything I can bring you? You're she... some sweet tea? <laughs> she tries to prop herself up and look, sit in the corner of the room. Hey, that was a lot harder than I thought. Yeah, yeah, I said that. I had to. You don't understand I what I had to do. No, I don't. You want to explain that to me? I had to tear him apart. Oh, I'm sorry. She doesn't answer. Do you want company or do you want to be alone? She doesn't answer. Let's just sit down next to her. I always wanted to wait. She can wait a little bit more. Soul's gesturing Petra out of the house. Come on, Petrie. This way. Need you to meet everyone before we get on a ship. As he's passing by, Petra looks in, stares at the halfling on the table. His kind eyes get very sad all of a sudden. Let's continue on. Soul is looking suspiciously at him. But continues. Over here is the big one's Archie. Yep. Archie's sort of walking around in circles, arms out, doing a sort of a balance beam walk almost. Definitely playing with Moira, almost like he would play with the puppy. Gotcha. So he got a new puppy. <laughs> so I still have tongues activated. Mm-hmm. So a very weird noise comes out of Soul's mouth to Petra, unless for some reason he knows it. Archie, what are you doing? I am playing with Moira. Did you know her before? No. Should I have? I don't know. I was just asking. Does she understand you? Yes. I see. Sol finally looks up at Moira. 
Everyone is sad. Uh, Why? Saul goes right up to Archie, and they reach their hand up for him. He reaches a hand out and takes yours. Archie, Marcus died. He can't come back. That's why everyone's sad. I do not understand. That's what happens when life ends, Archie. People stop existing, and we call that death. When is death over? It isn't, and that's the cruelest part. Archie lets go of your hand and sort of thinks. He sort of becomes sort of contemplative, and then he sits down and just sits there. So if this is all in binary, does that mean that Moira also hears and understands it? Yeah, and she'll pop off of Archie. Are you okay, Archie? I am functioning normally. I see. Would you like a hug? He nods. Sol goes up to him and gives him a hug. I assume they kind of climb on his lap to, like, Mm -hmm. properly get to him? Yeah, he's pretty big. They give him a hug. I love you, Archie. I love you too, Master's friend. Hmm. I wanted to introduce you to someone. Do you have time, Archie? Yes. Sol turns around after releasing the hug and looks at Petra. Petrie, this is Archie. Archie, this is our new... And of course, that switched to binary as soon as they started talking to Archie again. Our new... Uh... Our new assistant. Marcus. Wow. Oh, SpaghettiOs! That's gonna be hard to practice not to say. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, but... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Petrie, Archie can understand you. You may not be able to understand him, though. He's alive. He is, I think. Pretty sure. Probably. Yes. He is well built. Soul shrugs. Do you protect this group? A shrill series of clicks and whirs will emit from Archie. Translation? He says, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's cog. Yeah, yes. Soul nods to Petra. He said yes. I will help you. Soul hops down from Archie's lap, pats his leg one time, and then starts to walk towards, ooh, to find Vera, because she's not at the circle. <laughs> Do I see Vera? Most or is likely. she more hidden? Okay. Soul glances at M- Moira as they pass her. Moira looks like sort of shy, like maybe, maybe guilty is the look, possibly. But she's more just like confused. She didn't ask to be here. She doesn't really understand fully what's going on. That's okay. Vera? How long has it been since Soul went to the house? 15 like minutes. The first time? Only 50? Maybe. Somewhere in there, 15, 30 minutes. I mean, I had a whole conversation with Corona, though. Yeah, I mean, that's however long you, what, how long do you guys think it should be? Like an hour? I think an hour, personally, okay. but if you guys yeah. aren't okay with that, that's okay. Sure. I think an hour's, hour's fair. Yeah. Right, if that's the case, I think Vera would be finished dealing with crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd be probably just still the same position, but more of just, the relaxing isn't the right word, just existing. Oh, the maxing. <laughs> relaxing all cool. See, no. 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 Vera. Vera will sniff, clear their eyes. Yes. I have news. I look at the giant man 
<laughs> next to Sol. Who's this? Corona sent him. He thinks we need assistance. I see the emblem on his everything. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no! And there's like a slight twitch to Vera's mouth. Well, yeah. It's good to have more people on board. So he's going to be traveling with us and we have to go to dare him right after this, just so you know. Wasn't that the plan already? I mean, yeah, but Levesque kind of tends to make us go to certain detours sometimes. No one laughed. Anything yet? Come on. <laughs> Were you going to have us go to the theme piles? No, the not that far. Not that far. Just to stop <laughs> to see Grandpa. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I don't think we have time to do that right now. (laughs) I kind of got scolded by Corona. (laughs) And my mom. I'm having a rough week. (laughs) All the authority figures in your life are angry at you. (laughs) Yeah. Great. It's fun. I get to introduce all these authority figures over the first 50 sessions. And now over the next five, I get to have them all get pissed at you guys. (laughs) Marcus, his uh, suffering is over. Mm Hmm. But Petra's has only begun. (laughs) (laughs) Petrie, we've got one more person to see. Come on. So Vera will get up. I'm going to see if she's up yet. Marcus looks to Vera and nods. Who does? Marcus. God, Jesus, got to practice not saying Marcus. Just just remember, Petra. Just remember, every time you say Marcus, an editor dies. <laughs> Just so you know, six years. Oh six yeah, years I've had Marcus. Yeah, well, he died probably the best death I've ever seen a D and D character die. So that's Not true. Wrong. Can you imagine losing him to like some fucking to the lava pixie? Oh <laughs> some my god! For that. If Marcus was alive, he would rub it in Vera's face about Eden being there. <laughs> rub it right in your face. Your smug face. Well, then he would be dead soon after, so... Yes. <laughs> You'd be playing this character either way. <laughs> exactly. Zippon. I would, and I wanted right. to have a conversation with Karis while they were all out there talking. Yeah. Alright, well, let's do that first. She Last time we, we left you all, she was sitting quietly and not answering anything you were saying. So... I'm not joining the club if you can't appear responsible for all these. Getting that vibe, killing them that. Really God feels that way and I feel that way. Responsible for this? Do you? She looks at you. Do you? I tore him apart. <laughs> Do I feel responsible for this? Kelly's. This was his choice. Doesn't make it any easier. Doesn't. He he was a soulless monster. And he acted with more courage and certainty than I've ever in my life. Yeah. And I, and I killed him. I killed him too, Dallas. No, you didn't. You didn't you didn't lift a finger to do this. The soil's up. Don't try to compare don't try to compare, alright? I feel that's the game to play, Oluk. Why? Yeah, that was probably not great wording. Nope. (laughs) No, boy. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Woo! Woo! Oh my god! (laughs) If she didn't. Oh. 
<laughs> no, yeah, like, Lavette does immediately kind of body language. Sorry. Hold her hands up. But I'm, I just don't want to see you being like this, Kelly. I'm sorry. You're not a bad person. I killed a good person today. I think that makes me a bad person. My people have been telling me for a long time that that didn't make me a bad person. So I think maybe some of them need to hear it. No? Back. This wasn't your fault, guys. I don't want to talk about this anymore today, okay? Okay. Alright, around this point, Soul's gonna walk in. Soul, mm. you walk in the room and you see a table. On the table is Marcus's dead body with a dagger stabbed directly into the heart, all the way up to the hilt. There is blood coming out of Marcus's mouth, coming out of the wound, and it's pouring out onto the table and then running off off the table onto the floor. To your left, you see Karis, who is crunched up into the corner of the room, and she's just kind of randomly spasming a little bit and trying to have a conversation with Lavette, who's sitting nearby. Uh, How's that for a scene? Uh, uh, oh, boy. Uh, uh, this is, uh, I should have found you something, I'm sorry. Soul goes up to Karis. Sweetness, are you okay? She looks at you with tears in her eyes. No, 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 baby, it's okay. I... Baby. I killed her. You can see Soul's lower lip quiver. I know, I... I said lots of times that he needed to die, and that he was a monster, and then when it came down to it, he, he deserved to live more than I did. Don't say that. Please, please don't say that, Karis. Come on, baby. Let's get you out of this room, okay? She nods and kind of shakily gets to her feet. They hold out their instrument to use as leverage to help her up. She gets to her feet and she's able to kind of weakly take a slow pace. I have someone for you to meet, by the way. Come on, sweetness. Let's get you out of the room. She takes a step out and looks over at this new person. Starts at the ground and kind of looks up and up and up and up and up. Sweetness, this is... Tall. Um, Corona sent the big honcho of Eden over to assist because they decided we need help. So he will be traveling with us now. Soul gestures to Petra to talk. If you hadn't guessed, Petra doesn't talk much yet. Would he have noticed that you were helping Karis with Symphony's wit, or no? Probably not. You were uh, out of the room. Okay. So Petra puts out a hand and says, Hello. Karis looks at your hand, looks up at you, looks back at your hand, says, Nice to meet you, and then kind of walks past you and out the door. Soul looks back into the room. While that was going on, Levette is actually going to be standing next to Marcus's body, just kind of staring at him. Marcus, so, or P- Petra... Stands behind Soul and says, Who was he? One of my best friends and someone I love. Gonna take the blanket that was covering Moira earlier and use it to cover Mark's body and walk out. Soul approaches the body and just moves the blanket down enough so that they can see Marcus's face up close. You pull the blanket down and you see just sort of almost a peaceful look on his face with just like a trickle of red coming out of the corner of his mouth. Soul. Gently take their hand on his cheek and, and wipe the blood away from his lip with their thumb. Mr. Petra? Yes? I am going to see if he left me anything. So I'm going to go through his belongings. 
and I just wanted to let you know, since you're here, are you opposed to me doing this? For anyone that could have earned what you claim, you must be truly close. Prepare and do what needs to be done. Would you mind waiting outside with everyone else? There will be a ship soon to take us. I want to be alone with him. By your leave. Petra makes his way to the door and stands guard outside. I go through Marcus's stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, coins. <laughs> All right. Oh, and then uh, I think this coin, this etching means that he wanted me to have the coins. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I am going to dump his inventory okay. into the party inventory. I'm going to leave his holy symbol on him. Please do. And each moving of his body, soul will grasp his hand and hold it for a second or wipe away blood here and there. And before they leave, they kiss Marcus on the forehead one last time and put the sheet over him. They go back into the kitchen. Goodbye, healthy. She takes a, a long drink from a glass, sets it down, looks up at you, tears still in her eyes. Goodbye, sure. And soul leaves the cottage. Lavette. Levette? So, while this is going on, I was outside, just kind of grabbed Moira, and I was just crying into her shoulder. Moira's mostly confused, but is happy to be the shoulder to cry on. Mm -hmm. The Agile dips down from the clouds and awaits nearby for boarding. That, my dear friends, is where we'll call it a day. So, sorry to ask you to record this, but I wanted to make sure... That it was there for the audio later on when oh. we're editing it because yeah. it's not really going to be tracked by anyone else when we do this. So for Marcus's last day, we know it's coming up. It's probably a session or two away from now. Uh-huh. I was wondering, in case Eden does not talk to Marcus, I wanted to give him Eden talking to him with a spell. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you want to sort of trick him into thinking that he made contact with this god? Yeah, I mean, he prays every single day, so I don't think it would be too hard to maybe convince him to have everyone pray around him. So Yikes. We'd, we'd sit in like a circle or something and, and pray to Eden, and it'll be his last day, so that's the last chance for her to speak. And if she does not speak, I have a little speech that I could send you in a in a PM, but that's mm -hmm. if you're okay with that. Yeah, no, that'd be fine. Yeah, you should be able to do that. Okay. I would want like, you to probably make some kind of, like, either stealth check or, or something like that to maybe disguise it. Kind of well, if it's ventriloquism, it, then it would have to be perception checks from everyone, if I remember yeah. correctly, right? Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Okay, so if you can do a hidden roll for everyone... Yeah, I could do that. Okay. I hope... <laughs> I hope no one notices. <laughs> or at least no one who would care. No one who would spill the beans, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's I it. Like it. That's, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening. As always, special thanks to Protagonist for the theme music, and Emily Roll for Fantasy for this episode's soundtrack. Interested in following us on social media? Follow us on Twitter at CheckPleaseDnd. Or, if you want to support the podcast and be part of the Czech Republic, 
go to our Patreon under Kanishra. Until next time.